Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We are finally back here at the BB Show. I'm your host, Beebs, back with my all-time classic, classic co-host, Chen. We're back. Been a little bit of a hiatus. We've got an explanation. Don't worry about it. But before we get all into that, Chen, how are you feeling today? We're two days out from football. Oh, yeah. It kind of sounds weird that it's only two days away. Um, really, this whole month, it's kind of felt like it's this thing that's it's right there, but you can't grasp. And <laughs> Thursday night, you know, we're going to be getting home, getting ready, and all of a sudden, there's football on TV. Every Sunday for the next four or five months, we always got something to do on Sunday afternoons. It's just – you can feel it in the air. You just it's a, you great, it's a great time to be alive, man. It, it, oh man, it's just it's America. You, you know, you smell the fall, the leaves, and it's like it is football season. And the colder it gets, it's just more reassurance that you, you got football. We, that's it'll always <laughs> bear with us through the cold. Um, I, I'm no, I'm excited, as you can probably tell. Very elated. Got so much to talk about. Go over a lot happened this off season, um, but. I'll let you kind of yeah carry it away, man. We you got a whole yeah. So for for those of you that were followers of us last year, uh, we were doing podcasts throughout the whole football season, and kind of once football ended, we teetered out pretty quickly because uh, there wasn't much to talk about, especially in the dead of the off season. It's hard to it, there's literally no content to be made with the NFL season post Super Bowl until like. I mean, I would even say like fantasy draft season because I'm not too big a fan in, in stalking and following the o, or the OTAs in the spring. But um, basically, we're going to make some changes. All right. So we used to talk a little bit about the NBA and the basketball. We want to put more emphasis on football, put more focus on giving you guys high quality content and analysis of the NFL. Um, and that will carry on through the offseason this year. Uh, we're going to be cutting back to just weekly episodes every Monday. This will be the only exception. Um, so weekly episode every Monday, predicting the next week's games and uh, talking about, you know, headlines and recapping the final week and who we think is good, moving up in the power rankings, so on and so forth. Um, that's really kind of the gist of it. Episodes might end up being a little bit shorter because of that, or maybe a little longer, depending on just kind of the meat of the week, I guess. But uh, it'll be weekly episodes on Mondays, no more basketball, and we're going to really focus on delivering high quality uh, NFL analysis and content. Um, with that being said, I mean, do you have any comments before we just we dive right back into our uh, preseason predictions? Oh, no. I mean, really just to touch on because I know some people are like, whoa, there is a lot to talk about with the offseason. Our biggest thing, and you'll see it more with this run of episodes this year, is less speculation and, you know, pointing out the coulda, shoulda, more of, hey, this is our take. This is our analysis of what is currently going on. And even once we carry over to the offseason, we have some plans of ways to keep that, you know, afloat. Um, but definitely, I think hunkering down and us just focusing in on football is going to provide you guys some more high quality, um, higher caliber insight that will lead to just, you know, hey, better conversations. You know, those Thanksgiving, you know, conversations with your uncle and you want to stump him, you want to make him feel like he's old or doesn't know what he's talking about. We got you. Um so, hey, I'm ready, though. I, I don't know where you want to start. I, that's the best part about football. <laughs> we can start anywhere. There's a, lot, there's a lot to go. I do want to add, too, forgot to say, we'll be having some more guests on this year throughout the season mm-hmm. to get a more variety of takes. Uh, we know it can get kind of stale when you got two uh, diehard Packers fans, so you got to bring in the controversy, the variety of different <laughs> opinions. Because, uh, yeah, it, it, we, we, were, we were a little bit riding too hard last year. But um, don't worry. 
it'll be a fun year and we're both very excited uh, to be back. With that being said, quick recap of last year's main segment uh, was our pick them, picking every game. We picked every single game of the 2022 NFL season all the way through the Super Bowl to see who would win. And we lost at the Super Bowl, we being me. We were tied all the way through the Super Bowl. And I took the Eagles and you took the Chiefs, and it was a heck of a game. Uh, and so the final score, I had 169 wins and 115 losses. You had 170 wins and 114 losses. So in terms of career numbers, it's going to be tight to kick off the year. Um, but before we dive into the week one slate, we do this every year. We did a decent job last year. I think we both kind of went 50-50, kind of picked up a couple here and there on our division winner picks. Um, it's a good topic of discussion. So let's start there, and I'm going to kick it off to you. Who do you got taking the NFC North this year and why? Ooh. I mean, this isn't going to shock anybody. It's just more about how I'm going to justify it, right? <laughs> and um, so the Packers are going to win the NFC North. And here's why. Um, I'm going to make the case. Gosh, oh, man. Uh, so the Lions, I think, I, I mean, the Bears, well, look, I, I could really talk and give them the time, but I'm not going to give them the time until they get out of the literally the gutter of the NFL. Um, last time I checked, they had the least amount of wins last year. Tied with the Texans, but they had more losses than the Texans. So their bottom of the barrel, that's done. They're not going to talk about for me. Lions, they're going to be kind of there, but nine and eight, when I see that record, that tells me nine and eight kind of again this year. They're the Vegas I favorite. I know they're the Vegas favorite. <laughs> I just, I don't see, I know we talked a little bit, you know, on our own about their, their defense. No one really doubts the offense. I love the play calling. I love the unit they tried out. They're always going to generate offense. It's just, can they stop teams from getting 40, 50 points put up on them? And I have not seen enough to me that is going to say, okay, this, this team is going to make a leap. I think it's an overperforming team that if they just kind of, you know, make steady improvement around nine and eight is where they're going to be at. And I, look, Minnesota is, we talked about this, 13 and four. That is the most fraudulent 13 and four record I've probably ever witnessed. Um, so many of their games were so close last year that it would not shock me if they actually have a losing record this year. I know that might be a hot take. People look at Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, but they lost Dalvin Cook. And can you tell me a significant O-line addition? Because that's I think what their O-line was actually solid last year. Um, Did we watch quarterback? Oh, well, okay. <laughs> because like, Kirk Cousins ribs were He was like, oh, like he was – Yeah, but their O-line was still – I just think O-line's – that's a different topic. There's just not a lot of good alignment in football, but they didn't, I don't think they had a bottom tier line. It was middle of the pack at worst, um, but not top. I'm not going to say it's a top unit either. So um, it's middling. And when you have an agent Kirk, you have a guy who has been very durable, but and I mean, knock on wood, cause I love the guy. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's, it's contract year. They don't play well right out of the gate. He gets banged up, and all of a sudden, the Vikings are on this weird trajectory of, well, maybe we just draft a new guy and kind of do a soft reset, kind of like the Packers are doing this year. Um, so that's really – and as you're kind of hearing, it's a lot of hypotheticals. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey, that's what makes the preseason fun, man. That, uh, you know, the Packers, 
I think if they get the division, it's going to be at nine and eight or ten and seven, and everybody else like the Lions, Vikings, Bears again. So you think it'll be pretty? You think it'll be pretty tight? It is the Lions winning nine games and the Packers winning ten. Yes. You think it'll be tight? Yeah, I think it is going to be down to the wire, just like last year. We're not going to know until the last week, which is great. But uh, I know last year it was a rarity, but usually the Packers in clutch game to go to the playoff situations get it done at yeah. the Chicago Bears once again. But <laughs> I'd love to hear your takes on the NFC North this year. Yeah, um, we're kind of on polar opposite sides, man. The only thing we agree on is that the, the Lions are overhyped. Um, I, I look, I'm a big fan of that Lions team. I was rooting for them last year. I just don't see how they're a Vegas favorite to win this division. Uh, when the Vikings won 13 games last year. And <laughs> you can say all you want. They won 13 games, won some big games. And this is the first time in Kirk Cousins' career as a Viking, he's having the same offensive coordinator two seasons in a row. Uh, I think that's going to be a massive advantage that nobody's talking about. Dalvin Cook, lose, losing Dalvin Cook is notable, but I really don't think they ran the ball very effective last year, honestly. And I think they'll be able to replace Adam Thielen with Jordan Addison, and that'll be an upgrade from what Adam Thielen was last year in the passing game. Not to mention TJ Hawkinson in the back half of the year lit it up, and now he just signed a full new contract, and he's going to be there for 17 games. So in my mind, the Vikings, I'm taking the Vikings to win this division. Uh I think it's a disappointment from simply from the perspective of if I were the Vikings or a Vikings fan, I would be disappointed if we don't win the division. I, the Bears are not threats, in my opinion. They're going to win more than three games this year, but they're not going to win the division. The Packers are in a soft rebuild year. While I do, as a Packers fan, very excited about this young team, they are the youngest team in the NFL with an average age at like 25. They have hardly any experience in big games, hardly any experience at all. Um, and to, to come out and win a division in your first year with a first starting first year starting quarterback would be a true overperformance in my mind. I'm not saying that they won't you know break 500. I think that they will be around that number. Um, but the Vikings, you know, if they regress by three wins, I think they can win this division. And you know, that's that's where my take comes from. <laughs> And I, I think I agree. I think the line. I think it's going to be tight. But I'm going to take the Vikings just off, mainly off Kirk being really underrated in my opinion and um, having the same OC twice in a row because that that that's a crazy stat. He's been there for how long? And they have not had the same play caller two years in a row. He's learned a new system every year. Um, yeah. Just an insane disadvantage. But um, who you got for the NFC South? We'll move. We'll keep it moving. Pick it up a little bit. NFC South, kind of a. Uh, you know, <laughs> all this, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that, but yeah. Uh, and you just want my division winners here. There's more. Yeah, or less go ahead. Because yeah. In terms of the South, I can't give you a <laughs> per se. <laughs> uh, I think, I think Tampa will be at the bottom. I, I do think, I think the Buccaneers will be at the bottom. If you're a bad football team last year with Tom Brady, you're, you're going to stink this year. Um, that's where it gets interesting, though. I, I like to go with the Saints in terms of winning the division in my guts, but I'm actually going to take the Falcons. Wow. I think what Arthur Smith was able to do with that group last year, I know 7-10 and 10, you know, and the whole watching quarterback Marks Mariota, you wouldn't think this team was as competitive as it was, um, but to really not be able to have a passing game in 2023 like at all, 
and they could still efficiently run the ball. I think if, if Desmond Ritter is just even if he's below out, he just can't be Russell Wilson bad. Like they'll <laughs> be, they should be in nine and eight. I mean, they should be yeah, winning. Not to mention they're adding Bijan Robinson instead of yeah. 38 year old Cordell Patterson. True. And Hey, I, I love Cordell. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> they, uh, he's basically just the modern day slash uh, without the throwing, but I, I, I love the idea of them having him along with Bijan. Yeah. Kyle Pitts and Drake London still have to get their usage unlocked. So, yeah, that's where I'm coming from. And I, I just don't see the this, same following us. Yeah, I, I, this division is a complete toss-up. I'll be honest with you. I wrote every team name down except the Buccaneers and finally settled on the Saints. Um, I actually think Derek Carr fits in well there, especially with the emergence of Chris Olave. They've still got some solid pieces on defense, definitely aging. On defense, um, even Marshawn Lattimore's, you know, I think he's approaching 30 at this point. Um, they're definitely aging, but it's such a crapshoot. I just took the Saints. I really didn't put that much thought into it. I agree with the Falcons' take. I think what they did last year, with what, Arthur, what Arthur Smith was able to do last year was a massive overperformance. And I think that the Panthers have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL, and I wouldn't be shocked if they win the division with, like, eight wins because they're playing a terrible division and nobody else is good either. Like, it's just one of those things where it could go anyway. And I, I just decided not to put too much thought into it. I guess. Yeah, no, that's fair. And before we move off, and I just want to hear your – what is your take on Derek Carr? Like, what does he really – how does he elevate – the Saints team more than like an Andy Dalton or James Winston. How I much think I've got. I mean, I, it's, 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 it pure, it's purely based off of Derek Carr historically being better than James Winston and Andy yeah. Dalton. Like, it's just one of those things where like I feel like a lot of people looked really down on him last year, and I just think that was a bad situation and just a fresh start somewhere else could rejuvenate his career. Like, I, I still think he's a solid quarterback. I'm not going to come out and say he's going to win an MVP or anything. Sure. But he's sure. definitely good enough and has weapons around him now to, um, you know, I guess he had Devontae Adams last year, but he's got weapons around him now to kind of get back to 2021 Derek Carr with that Raiders team. Last year, I just think with um, McDaniels is just a crapshoot. Uh, and, you know, if you guys listened to last year, I, I do not, not much of a fan of him. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really it. No, hey, I'm not going to – not pushing back on that. Um, <laughs> okay, I mean, for the NFC West, it's pretty clear to me the 49ers. Uh, I, I like Seattle. I think they're good. Um, but then the Rams and Cardinals are not really on my radar in terms of – Cardinals are openly tanking. I mean, <laughs> I yeah. So, I mean, I have the Seahawks written down. This is just one of those things. It's just a hot take, I guess. 49ers, the way they've handled the Trey Lance situation. Nah, I knew you'd be salty. <laughs> oh, I'm for sure salty about that. But it's not even that. They're still a rock solid roster. Purdy looked great last year. I just, I don't know. I just got a feeling. I think the Seahawks are going to be solid. They've added JSN. They've added uh, Zach Charbonnet. However you say his name. Um, it's. I wouldn't be shocked if this pig misses. Like I'm not going to die on this hill, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But and I wouldn't be shocked if the 49ers, you know, win this division. They've just had an injury history. A lot of times when guys come in middle of the year at the quarterback position, they play really well. And when teams get an offseason to study them, 
they don't do as well. Sophomore slumps, that sort of thing. The great ones find a way to be good consistently. Um, and I'm not saying I'm not sold on Brock Purdy, but there's murmurs in that locker room, the way they've handled the Lance situation. I wouldn't be shocked if the Purdy experience – we'll have much more dialogue on this as the year goes on. But if Purdy doesn't you know, pan out the way that Shanahan thinks he will, I wouldn't be shocked if he's on the hot seat because this was just a grossly mismanaged thing. They spent three first-round picks on a guy who played four games for him. Like, you know, take whether you think he's bad or not, that was mismanaged. Um, oh, yeah. So I don't think you're wrong there. Um, but hey, veteran viewers, veteran viewers, <laughs> show, call back to maybe might have even been one of our last episodes of last season. I called the Trey Lance trade. You I did. Said, you I did. I'll give you full credit. Although, and I'm like, to be fair, he moved if they're smart about it, and it was a little bit later than they definitely. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is led to the I remember. I remember but, that discussion with me being. I think they're going to compete for the job in camp, and then they and did, it's pretty lost, and they traded him. Like, I'm <laughs> telling you, it was never a fair shot because even I'm going to tell you. I, as much of a Brock Purdy fan as I was, thought Lance looked better in the preseason and from than Darnold did. It, it's not that Darnold looked bad, but I don't think Shanahan is going to get enough flack for this, and neither is their GM, John Lynch, because of the fact that they have Brock Purdy. And even if Brock Purdy is what we – even if he's just a guy, is it really that hard to play quarterback in Shanahan's system? I mean, we well, think we can we can go down. We, we we're gonna go down and yeah, we're gonna go down a rabbit hole. But it's like have, every year I'm, they get quarterback yeah. issues. They have injuries. They have two or three starters, and they finish at the top of their division every year. So that's why I can't go against them. And it stinks, but they may never get the true flack they should for three yeah. first rounders for a guy you, you don't even need. You don't even yeah. you didn't even use. Well, it. and here's the here's the thing: is the guy is still like 23 years old. Like, it's not well, like it's, he's, it's like, a bust. He's just yeah. never played. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk more about that as the as the Purdy stuff moves on. But how about the NFC East? Who you got? I still like Philly. I, I think I, it wouldn't be shocking me if, for whatever reason, Dallas wins the division. Like, they just on paper look like they're going to have a really good regular season. But I'm not sold on them in the playoffs. And look, if we're looking at just divisions, I like to just take the best team that I see. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Even if they don't get it, if they get a fifth seed in the playoffs, they're, they're going to go far. This team's still juiced. I'm yeah, gonna... I agree um, fully on the Eagles. Uh, I do have the Giants winning the division. Uh... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, who did the Eagles lose? Oh, this is, my only solely, this is solely on historical – uh, teams that just don't perform well after going to the Super Bowl. That's oh, bang- okay. the, the Bengals are like the one exception where you look at teams the year after they go to the Super Bowl, win or lose, but sp- especially if they lose, they just don't perform well. I still have the Eagles making the playoffs, uh, but I think this is going to be razor tight, t- probably tighter than the NFC North. And I think that the Giants grossly overperformed last year, and Daniel Jones has his best receiver he's ever had in Darren Wall his best receiving target ever. Uh, and I think that this defense overperformed. I'm pretty high on the Giants this year. and We'll get more into it as we go on. But it just feels like a New York Giants type of season. Um, I could be way off. I've had some hot takes in the past when it comes to this kind of stuff. But, yeah, yeah. I like the Giants this year. 
Yeah, I thought it was a giant season last year too until they ran into the Eagles. But oh, I don't get me wrong. Like the Eagles are still rock solid, and the only reason I'm picking them is because teams that go to the Super Bowl for whatever reason sometimes don't do well the following normally. season. Normally, but oh I yeah, and the Bengals were an exception. Man. They went back yeah, to the Bengals, and even the year before, to be honest, the Chiefs. Like even though oh, they well, were still back in it, I. But I will say yes, historically. Late, recent history, no. Historically, yeah, it's there's yeah. he'd be surprised. AFC wise, the wild AFC. I mean, do we want to start in the wild west just because it's always the most memeable? Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm taking the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I learned my lesson yeah. last year, man. I'm yeah, taking the Chiefs. Yeah, and um, I mean, the Chargers are just never consistent enough. And look, I mean, the Broncos, you with Sean Payton, that's. You're spraying for breeze on a garbage can. I mean, it's maybe seven and ten. <laughs> that's, wow. that's the best I got for. Wow. All right. How about how about we'll, we'll go with another layup here? In my opinion, AFC South. I'm taking Jacksonville, and I, I I think it's by like five or six games. Like they, I'm pretty high on Jacksonville this year. They've got a really easy schedule, and I don't see any other competitors in that division. I'm really low on Tennessee, and that'd be the only one. They would need a meltdown to not win that vision in my opinion. I think the Colts are quiet sleepers. I think what dude, I I got burned so bad on the Colts last year. I know, I know. And I maybe I'm gonna fall for the trap, but I I do love that hiring of the Eagles OC, uh Shane Steichen and then getting Anthony Richardson in a similar Jalen Hurts system I'm just in love with. It might be rocky this first year, but I'm actually confident that in that division of the draft QBs, Anthony Richardson, Stroud, and Levis, um, I, I'm pretty sold Richardson's going to be the best out of that group. Mm. Um, I could go into that on a, on a later date, but I have my issues with Stroud and Levis for sure. Um, but two more here. we got two more in the AFC. Yeah. I will say, too, I, I do have one small take yeah. I want to get on record with Tennessee. Um, and I kind of it just kind of came to me the other day. I hadn't thought about it all offseason, but – um, obviously Henry's aging and so is Tannehill, and that's why I'm out on them. However, the last time they had an elite receiver, they were really good. And what they've missed since they got rid of AJ Brown was that threat. Yeah. And I'm not sold on this idea that D hop is just like, not still a top 10, top five, almost receiver in the NFL. Like I really, I think that if he connects up with Tannehill, like he could put up similar numbers to what AJ Brown was doing. And that opens up the box. Uh, to give it to Derrick Henry if he can stay healthy. I still think the Jaguars win the division. Definitely, yeah, because you know, Diop's definitely got his injury issues. And even when the Titans brought in Julio Jones, it's kind of like that was the last time, I mean, he was good. It was maybe yeah. like a full game stretch with them. Yeah. Um, but definitely, you know, good, good insight there. Uh, on the AFC East, I think this is where things – Things get interesting, man. It gets interesting. This is the first year I might be confident. That I don't think the Patriots are. They might be in the bottom of the division. I might actually be confident. Saying I can't. That. I won't ever say that, but I I did think it. That's like fair. I, but there's a there's a part of me that like wouldn't be shocked if the Patriots make the playoffs though. Like I just like yeah, I, I, know. Ways, I know it's a classic Bill Belichick, and um, I, I'm gonna say this. I if all things go to plan. It should be the Jets taking this when you look at it, as much as it, it hurts me as a Packers fan. Um, the only issue on that Jets team is their all line. If they can just get some way to negate that, and they already kind of brought that in, 
with softening up the defense. You have Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall now. Um, but <laughs> they are also a team that is an injury away. They're, they're very old in important positions. I mean, you have Dwayne Brown as a left tackle until Kai Becton's fully healthy. And then Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, who is not injury prone, but he's had some significant injuries. And it all it takes is – one more. Thank you. Jets, Thank the, the Jets I, I just feel like nobody's state. saying that about Aaron Rodgers. And as a Packers fan, I feel like I know better than anybody that the last few years, he has really struggled, not with like missing games injuries, but just like, oh, he's playing on a strained cap. Oh, he's playing yep. a broken thumb. And it's like, you know, as a Packers fan, I was kind of blind. I was like, oh, he's going to be himself. And Last year, he was not himself. I still think he could win an MVP this year. Like, it wouldn't even shock me. But um, yeah, right. nobody – I just feel like nobody's acknowledging that. And like you said, their O-line is shaky. Um, and I've got the Bills taking this division. I think that the Bills oh. are going to come out with a chip on their shoulder because they've been disrespected with all the hype the Jets are getting. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest, I know Aaron Rodgers, when he gets a lot of hype, he doesn't come up when he needs it most. Mm-hmm. And – I have been burned too many times on that. Wouldn't be shocked if the Jets win this division. They're like on paper, they look amazing, but I've got them in the playoffs as long with the Bills. But I just think that the Bills have dominated this division, and I think they're going to continue to. Um, and I, I just don't see them regressing because I just think Josh Allen is he's yeah. Josh freaking Allen. Like I, he's in a tier with Patrick Mahomes, and that's it. Well, Burrow, but um, yeah, it's it's fair. I, I just I. I note they're uh, obviously in the playoffs for some reason. They just can never get over the hump. And I don't think they got better. I think like the Eagles confident in Philly holding it is because they retained everybody. And the Bills, you lose Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, that's your big thumper in the middle there. I agree. I think they get older. Von Miller and Travis White has had injury issues. Um, I don't think it's an issue of Josh Allen. It's even with Stephon Diggs, you hear of the rumblings of him being discontent and not wanting out. Yeah. Um, I never am going to question Josh Allen because I think after a rough rookie start and whatnot, um, he's just a physical specimen, like you said, on Patrick Mahomes' level of can just do things quarterback 99% of quarterbacks can't do. Yeah. Um, but I just think as a team, they took a step back and with the Jets taking so many leaps forward. I think the switch might be inevitable. But I could say, like, Bill's been running this. They have. Here's here's what I want to add and why I I, for, I kind of – I wrote this down and I, I'll just add this, is defensively, they're definitely aging. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. However, an aged Micah Hyde coming back and an aged Jordan Poyer is better than any other alternative. And they both missed basically the entire – I mean, they both missed the playoffs. Micah Hyde almost missed the entire season. I think he played like two games and – Jordan Poyer missed like half the season as well. And they were running with DeMar Hamlin, who ended up going out. And they were on free safety number three. And I forget who their strong safety, their backup strong safety was. And it was just one of these things where they get those two studs back. I know they've lost Tremaine Edmonds and they've lost a couple pieces, but they're going to be – I mean, that's still one of the best secondaries in the league, and they're getting them back. And their defense was solid without them. So – and they'll get Von Miller back as well. Um, But like I said, I'm not going to die on the hill. Why are you dying? Just because I brought up DeMar Hamilton. You are so bad. <laughs> Breathe right over and you're like, yeah, he was just out. Like, <laughs> what, what am I, I going to say? What am I going to say? Like, I, so, significant man. time. Like, I don't know. That, 
it'll take getting used to, I guess. I just it's like, yeah, then on a third safety, Jamar Hamley's just out. Like he was out. Like, he was just, yeah. Uh, oh sorry, God. that was very mature of me. Um <laughs> yeah, we'll get around to like comeback player of your award projections. Uh, yeah, that's um uh, but geez, man. No, I, I totally hear what you're saying. They got some depth coming back. Um all right, we got now, the north. Yeah, the AFC North. north. I'll I'll go first. Uh I went I just I really wanted to pick the Ravens. I really did. I I I love what they've done. They added what's um, the guy from Chicago? I'm blanking on his name. Mid-season last year, like oh, Roquan Smith. Oh yeah, Roquan yeah. Smith. Yeah. Um, they've added Isaiah Likely, who I think is actually going to be a decent receiving threat for them. They added Odell. I like Zay Flowers. People are sleeping on Rashad Bateman. I think people are sleeping on J.K. Dobbins as well. This team is going to be really good. The Ravens are going to be really good, but they are so injury-ridden that I just can't. I can't trust myself to pick them to win the division. They'll win 10 or 11 games, and the Bengals will win 12 or 13. Yep, yep. What I think is really going to happen, and this is my surprise winner of Friday year, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin. Wow. If you get this group ready to play, you got Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. I know there's this whole sophomore slump thing, but I think those two are gonna they're gonna pop off this year. I, I'm truly convinced that they're starting to get Pickens more of the reins in that offense and not just force feeding the bubble screens to Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris. I mean, <laughs> they look like they're actually gonna run a system this year, which makes sense because in all honesty, they were limited with Big Ben before you get the whole Kenny Pickett in there but then you throw Trubisky out there and so they've had to run this whole vanilla offense to kind of keep it and well we might switch quarterbacks we don't want to throw in too much they get to go fully into this with this young energetic Pat Furmuth I forgot to mention him um and they went nine and eight last year in that division with all the stuff that was going on I just love Mike Tomlin as a coach and I think you keep giving him pieces like this it's only a matter of time before we see the Steelers kind of get back to the age of old. Um, I mean, it was not too far removed. They went like 13, 14, you know, I get they ended that season in a disaster, but it was with, you know, basically retired big Ben. Uh, <laughs> so, and I just think, like I said, Ravens always get hurt. Bengals are an injury to a way that Steelers come out on top. I don't hate that take. Um, I think the Steelers will find a way to manufacture a winning season out of this. Um, but I think they're a year away. I, I really like, that's kind of where I was like, I just think that the Ravens and the Bengals are just on They're They're just really that good. Um, and I just, I think the, I think the Steelers are a year away. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think they'll win the division. Wouldn't be shocked if they make the playoffs though. I think that's a very solid take. They get TJ Watt back too. I mean, he missed significant time last year. Didn't even mention that. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> yeah. So get their best defender back. Like it's, it's going to be significant. Um, so that takes out all the division winners. How do you see the playoff picture shaping out? Well, let's make some bold predictions here. Um, seed, seed them one through seven. Um, who do you uh, who do you got? We'll go AFC first. Yeah, one through seven. All right, if we're just gonna go that route. Um, if you want to, yeah, we can go one through seven because yeah. Gonna... No, I got a I got an ideology of what I got here. It's it okay. first if we're going regular season, like no issues. 
I think actually the Chiefs probably are going to finish with a very good regular season. Um, and then, yeah, shocker. At number two, we'll go with the Jets. I'll, I'll wow. throw the Jets there. Jaguars at three. And I'm actually going to switch that because I actually have the Jaguars at four because the Steelers are at three. Whoa. They take that vision, they're going to need a lot of wins. They will need probably like 12 wins minimum to get that north. So they're going to have to, by fault, I think, get three. So then I'll play, yeah, Jags at four. So you've got the Jets and the Chiefs winning more than 12 games. Essentially, yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, mathematically. I think think both those teams are 13 win plus units if healthy. Um, I mean, we forget how bad that Jets was. Like, their offense was so bad. Like, yeah, no, no, I don't forget. I don't, I don't, (laughs) but um, (laughs) no, for the wild card spots, five, I'm gonna give to the Bengals. I mean, they just get pushed out because of the way I have things here. And again, you think of teams that get left out six Bills and then seven Ravens, but then I, I got the Chargers are out. I mean, the yeah, Dolphins are out. Well, I mean, we could talk about the Dolphins, actually. I, I, I'm i pretty low on the Dolphins. I, yeah, we, we should. T- no, we should talk because for some reason that seems to be the case with people, and I don't really know why. Like, I don't really feel it either. Uh, I didn't make a whole lot of changes, and maybe I'm not that high on Tua, but they had a lot of – they didn't know their QB week to week, and they still finished 9-8. and eight. I'm not bought in on their defensive – schematics with so much man coverage um they've had success with it in the past and i with just the way their division is shaping out now i just see them losing more games because they're not going to win two games against the jets the patriots are going to be two tough wins i don't recall if they swept them last year i don't recall their record against them but like then the bills are still going to be tough um and look i'm actually Stand by Tua for a, a lot of the hate this flack he gets, but it's mm-hmm. more so in the sense that the Jets are now a serious Super Bowl contender. That I just don't see three teams in that division of the divisions in the AFC to have three teams make it. The AFC North is far more likely to me, um, or even you know, I, I guess I would slide them in there because the AFC South is not going to have two, but I would rather take it, essentially, I'd prefer to take the Steelers over the Dolphins or the Ravens or the Chargers. Like, oh, yeah, I got Steelers like, all the way. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're a more consistent unit, which is funny because they're one of the younger ones when we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Definitely um, the Chargers. Here, here's my one through seven. I'm actually fairly low on the Chiefs this year for a couple of reasons. And I know yeah. I've got – You said it last year. But, no, yeah, no, I'm not as dumb. I'm not as low as I was last year. I still think they'll win the division. But I'm just going to upfront say that if they don't find a way to get Chris Jones on that field, they are not going to be a good team this year. They, I could see them losing the division without Chris Jones. And now we've got yeah. rumors as of today. Uh, Chris Jones is what makes that defense like serviceable, in my opinion. Like <laughs> I'm just being honest. He is their best defender. I think he's their third most valuable player, potentially second most valuable player, depending on how you feel about Travis Kelsey. There's rumors today that Kelsey might not even play in their first game because he hurt his knee. I just yeah, I even if even if Chris Jones misses three or four games at the start of the year, that's going to be significant when it comes to getting the number one seed. And that's why I feel like I mean I still got them winning the division. I just don't think they're going to be the number one seed. 
Uh, I've got the Bills as a number one seed. I think that the Bills are going to sweep the Dolphins and the Patriots, probably split with the Jets, and win the rest of their games. Uh, not the rest of their games, but win a significant amount of games to get the number one seed. And I was tempted to do this because I do love their schedules easy. I wouldn't be shocked if the Jaguars get the one seed because they have no competition and they're going to get a lot of wins. You know, like that's the way I'm looking at that. It's they're going to win. They might win every division game this year unless they lose one of the Titans. Like I like who's going to beat them? Yeah, no, you that's your point. It's like six wins for them right there. Yeah, so and and I and we're all high on that. Um, and then I've got the Bengals at three. I think that's going to be a tight division. They're going to win 11, 12 games. Chiefs at four. Um, I think they're going to be – I mean, they're still going to be a rock solid. They're going to be rock solid, and they're going to be super hot going into, you know, the playoffs as they always are. Um, and then we get to the wild card teams. This is where things get things get a little – this is where it got really, really hard, as we just talked about with the Dolphins and whatnot. I've got the Ravens at five. I'm Like I said, I'm pretty high on the Ravens. Wouldn't be shocked if they win that division, but I just can't see it. Can't see them staying healthy because they just never seem to stay – fully healthy for 17 games. The yeah. Jets at six. Um, and a lot of these are pretty interchangeable, just kind of guesses. Like I'm not rank power ranking these teams by any means. Just like, you know, get the the jet, yeah, the Jets are going to make the playoffs. Uh, and then the seventh spot, I'm going Chargers. I just, I can't see them missing. I mean, dude, they made the playoffs last year with Joshua Palmer receiver, I swear. Like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen missed like a combined 14 games, I'm pretty sure. I love their Quentin Johnson pick. Pretty low on Eckler. I think he's reaching his you know pinnacle of age, uh, but I'm just that high on um, Justin Herbert. Like I just think he. Mm-hmm. I know there's. I know you know Jake hates. Uh, he hates Justin Herbert, but I'm just that high on him. Like I just. Yeah. It's hard to see. He's dragged these teams to the playoffs with nobody healthy, and if they can just stay. And I know I say the same thing about the Ravens and go the other way. But if he can, if they can just stay healthy, keep Keenan Allen for the season. Like they're gonna, they're gonna make the playoffs. Like I just, okay. I'll be, I'll be watching Herbert this year because uh, I didn't, I didn't forget that Ghost Miller. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't forget. Yeah. And forget if they're healthy and they, yeah, they don't make playoffs, uh, it's, it's gonna because people, there's people who will really try and put him in the same competition as like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, and it's like you see the talent. Like, yeah, Will Levis has got that ability, the potential too, but we got to see it translate on the field. And Herbert is just not in that caliber of quarterback. So I can see where people kind of hate on the man because I think at times he just gets way too much hype. I mean, he still has yet to – has he even won a playoff game? No, he hasn't. Uh, he might have won a wild card game, actually. I can't remember. In year two. But, yeah, I he gets a lot of hype. It's one of those things where if Justin Herbert played in the NFC, we'd think I'm I'm not convinced that we wouldn't think about him like Jalen Hurts, like because he would just like be such a threat. But because he's playing Mahomes twice every year, he's got Josh Allen in his conference, and now he's got Aaron Rodgers in his conference. Uh, it's just one of those things where it's like mm, he, he can't seem to climb. Um, and obviously, you got to win the big games, but I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because. You know, I don't think they're going to win any playoff games, so they fire um, what's his face. But I think they can get back. Okay, okay, no, I get that for sure. Um, um, how about the NFC? Let's 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 turn it over. Let's go to the NFC. Uh, this is a little more wide open, in my opinion. You know, it's <laughs> not a lot of super teams 
Yeah, I, I'm going to just – because I think my four were pretty easy. Um, I, I'm realistic in terms of the Packers are going to get the one seed. Um, but I do have them winning the division, so I think they'll get four. Um, but I actually so I got Philly on top and San Fran, and then actually I keep doing this because this actually is going to tie into my coach of the year pick. I'm actually going to have San Fran at three because I have Falcons at two. Um, wow. I think San Fran might get banged up. And, you know, we just kind of touched on the easy wins with the Jags. I think oh, yeah. it happens with Atlanta where they just get some easy wins. Buccaneers are trash, 2-0. Panthers have the rookie issues. All of a sudden, they're going to have a really good record in this NFC. And then Arthur Smith would be looked at as coach of the year candidate. I he should have been. He was a candidate last year. Exactly. I think this would really put him over the edge. Um, so I'm going to get have in the order of Eagles, uh, Falcons. You got more Niners, Packers at five. And this is where it might just fall at NFC East, to be honest, <laughs> is uh, the Cowboys. Um, and then at six is where I think the Vikings find their way. They, they find a way to get in. I don't think they completely miss all entirely. Um, but then I will say the Giants will get that seventh spot. I think those wild card uh, records might be a lot higher than people are anticipating, in my opinion. I yeah. think we can see some like 11 and six at the sixth and seventh spot. I don't think it's going to be some eight and nine, you know, team just getting shoot in or nine and eight this year. We'll, <laughs> see. we'll see. We say that every year. We do. All right. So here's how I've got I'm still a little bit undecided on my seventh seed, um, and we'll get to that. But number one, I've got the Vikings getting the one seed back to back years. Um, like Eagles I said, I have the one. I don't even think the Eagles win the division. No, but I, I'm saying the Eagles got. You're right. Well, you're right. I, why do I remember them getting the one seed? That's, I don't know. Uh, I've, got the, I've got the Vikings taking the one seed, probably winning 12-ish games again this year. Uh, then for easiness of schedule, like I said, I took the Seahawks. And comparatively speaking, in the other divisions, um, with my picks, I think the Seahawks are going to have more wins uh, than the Giants and the Saints because the Giants, the NFC East is – stacked and i'm not that high on the saints i wouldn't be shocked if they don't win the division so um it's one of those where i've got giants at three saints at four but seahawks at two just because those other two divisions are gonna be so tight here's where here's where it gets a little bit interesting okay five i've got the cowboys just like you um i think that they're solid they've got an incredible defense we're kind of like we'll talk more about this as the year goes on but i think clock is ticking for dak and playoff success like he's very solid oh, yeah. when he's healthy and he's very underrated um but it's also one of those things where you look at it and it's like man like th- th- this should be their year like and i know that's really stereotypical for a cowboys fan yeah, like, and i'm not saying there. to like win the super bowl but like to go to the nfc championship like you know what i'm saying they just don't the up, they, they can't get yeah they can't get out of the divisional round it feels like and it's just like there's the NFC is weak this year. There's, I, it's just there outside of Philly, their division rival. It's just it's open. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm high on the Giants, but I'm talking about from a macro view of the public. I've got the Eagles at six. I think the Eagles get in. I don't know if they win a playoff game. I'm not super high on them. Like I said, wild. I mean, it's, it's wild. To they see they might win ten games. Yeah. Like they might win ten games and get the six. Uh, and then at seven, I've got Niners slash Packers. The brain in me is saying take the Niners because there's just no way that they're not in the playoffs. 
Uh, and I think I will end up doing that. Um, but I would not be shocked if the Packers find a way to make the playoffs this year. Um, just based on, you know, my fandom. Like there's no there's no logic behind that because on paper they look horrible. Not horrible, but um on paper they do not look like a playoff team. Uh they are in a rebuild. Um and you know, I just think back to when like Rogers took over, I think his first year he was eight and eight. Like I don't think they made the playoffs. And it's one of those things where I'm not looking for a Super Bowl season out of the Packers this year. I'm really just looking to beat the Bears and um have Jordan Love look good, competent and develop, you know, Christian Watson. Romeo Dobbs, that sort of thing. But Vikings, Seahawks, Giants, Saints, Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers. Um, that's my NFC playoff picture. Cool. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I respect it. Definitely Notice neither one of us got the Lions. That is crazy. They, are they were just first out for me, honestly. I think I just have them at eight. I, I really can't. And with the how stacked NFC East is, it's yeah. just hard to get I mean, I've got I've got three teams in the NFC East. Like it's right. that's tough, man. That's that's tough. tough um, all right, let's uh let, let's cap off our playoff predictions and let let's lay down two days before the kickoff who you got in the Super Bowl. We don't have to go game by game in the playoffs. Just tell me who your Super Bowl is and who's your winner. Super Bowl winner. Uh, I got the Packers over the Jets. In, uh... <laughs> Oh man, can you 27 21? Hey, you know, it, it, I think some guy in Arnock said it was, it was Jets were gonna win like 31 21 over the 49ers. I think the Jets get there as well. I just think they lose to the Packers. Oh, you're actually serious. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. actually the record. That's actually the pick you're putting down. I, I have to stay in character. If I don't oh, pick the Packers gosh. to win the Super Bowl, I don't feel good about it. I picked him in the Super Bowl. See, I look at it from a different perspective. I picked him in the Super Bowl last year, and I genuinely felt that way. And they missed the playoffs. So now I'm just picking them to miss the playoffs, and hopefully it turns out otherwise, right? Maybe it's me. Uh, my Super Bowl, I've got the Bengals winning the Super Bowl this year. I think that they finally get over the hump. I've got them seated over the Chiefs. I think that's significant when they play them probably in the playoffs. Um, I'm not sold on the Bills in the playoffs. I don't know why. I wouldn't be shocked if the Bills finally go over the hump, and I'd love to see it because I actually like that team. I like Josh Allen. Um, but I've got the Bengals beating the Giants in the Super Bowl. I think that the Giants – I'm just sold on Brian Dable, man. Um, I, try, I, I try to always have a hot take in my Super Bowl predictions. Last year I rode with the Colts. That was wild. Yeah. Um, both my Super Bowl predictions last year missed the playoffs. I don't think that'll happen this year. And I think the Giants are a more realistic hot take. We've, we, we've, we've dialed it back a little bit. Um, Bengals over the Giants, Super Bowl 56. I've, I've just got, uh, I don't know. I'm just very high on the Giants this year. That's that's how I'll say it. It's fair. You know, and honestly, I think the the best way to close this segment is just to say how much of speculation this is. Because to be honest with you, as bad as the Colts were last year, in at the time, putting them in the Super Bowl like wasn't laughable. Like they were really in the position. Oh, no, they were like, very hyped in the preseason. Like, yeah, they were yeah. in the position now where the Jaguars are of like, oh, this should be the clear South winner. Like they just brought in Matt Ryan. Like they shouldn't be getting worse. Like, yeah, no problem. And then the train just went way off the track. So there's probably be a couple of those this year. You know, right away I'm thinking of the Saints for some reason. I just I think it hasn't happened in a while. Maybe that's why Chargers 
uh, that, that yeah. kind of jumps out. Um, Cleveland, I know, weren't like really good, but I could see like Deshaun Watson standing out, and all of a sudden that team is. I'm like, actually on the other side of Cleveland. I think that I know I didn't put them in my playoffs, but they might have been first or second team out um, for me. Like sure. they're going to take games off the Ravens, and they're going to take games off the Bengals. I think they've improved their defense, and like I is Deshaun Watson going to be worse than Jacoby Brissett was? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. He's statistically he was well statistically last year he was and that's yeah, where I'm, but like I'm I'm giving it all the time I'm like dude if you're suspended for the first eleven weeks of the season like I'm just gonna give you the benefit of the doubt he did he wasn't in training camp he didn't really like he didn't join the team till OTAs basically this year like it's just one of those things where it's like I don't know you know who everyone else they gave the benefit of the doubt for last year. Broncos country. Let's go. Oh my gosh. He was healthy last year. He was good at all. He's not slowing down. Tell me. You don't see it. It just happens. And uh hey, I'm actually kind of excited. This year it's gonna happen to somebody. I just don't know who it's gonna be. Right? <laughs> really funny. All right, all right. Let's move into a little bit of end of year awards. Uh, we can kind of go quickly through these because there's not much to say because they're pretty much shots in the dark at this point, this early. Um, but who's your MVP? Patrick Mahomes. It's uh, one of those LeBron years, I think, where you think about it, you think about it. It's like, ah, I think he just gets one. I think Josh Allen gets it due to voter, voter fatigue. I, I, like, I, I think Josh Allen finally – like. He puts together Maybe. another like 800 rushing yard, 4,700 passing yard season with 40 touchdowns, and people are like, "Yeah, we'll give him one." Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, right. and I've got the Bills as the one seed, so that was kind of in in um, cohesion with that. Uh, Coach of the year, you said Arthur, Arthur Smith. Indeed, I will stick to that. I am gonna go with Doug Peterson. He's kind of the popular pick, but high on the Jaguars. Two-year turnaround if they win the division and are really the two-seed that I think they can be. Uh, I think he's a shoe-in. Do we really need to talk about comeback player of the year picks? or Anybody yeah. else? You yeah. just are a bad voter. <laughs> All right, offensive player of the year. Who do you got? This is a little bit different of a, you know. Yeah, this is, this is uh, spicy. This is is spicy. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. I think 20 touchdowns plus Aaron Jones, whether it's receiving combined. I think I have seen him get limited usage in the preseason. Really, they're seeing him fresher, but I I think they are going to work this man. And I think you with A.J. Dillon mixing things up, uh, it is easier to score. You can score more creatively with Aaron Jones than just handing up the middle with A.J. Dillon. So I just think it's been one of those years. I don't think Love is going to be asked to make a lot of throws. Um, I can see him throwing for more than like 20 touchdowns, but there's not like a whole lot of guys think they're going to come out and be like right away established receivers. I think that's unrealistic. So yeah. I like the pick. I mean, he's in a good situation to just put up numbers. The time is um, now. I've got a similar selection. I've got Nick Chubb. I think he's kind of been due. I think this might be his last. I think this will be his last year of being really effective as a fantasy running back. And it's just as he's going to be a solid like bruiser for a couple more years. But as a mega superstar, I think this is one of his last windows. 
no Kareem Hunt anymore, and that's the main reason why I've mm. got him slotted in. He's going to get the same usage, if not more, uh, in the passing game. And I think that the Browns win a decent amount of games, and he just puts up ridiculous numbers. Like, I just wouldn't be wouldn't be shocked. Surprised we had two running backs there. Um, I was debating with Garrett Wilson, but my own fandom kind of <laughs> me. I was like, oh, cool story to go from offense rookie of the year off player of the year. But uh I'm gonna go with Aaron Jones, man. Just gotta feel yeah. just gotta go defensive feeling. player of the year. This one I actually am gonna stick Jets. I'm gonna go with Sauce Gardner. I think he wow. is the one that makes the leap from a rookie player of the year this side of the ball to respectively the player of the year. Wow. I think the Jets have a lot of primetime games. I think they got a lot of eyes on them. He gets to like anything close to the Revis Island hype. Like, are we really saying Sauce can't get like two or three pick sixes in a season? Like, that's all it's going to be. It's a lot of pick sixes, man. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying he houses one on Mac Jones or whoever Bill Belichick finds, or he houses one against one of the rookies, the many rookies we got going out this year. And he's going to. There's going to be some traction. And when I look at like Chris Jones, you mentioned Nick Bosa is in a contract dispute. Aaron Donald is going to be quiet considering where his team's at. Um, I could see corner. I, I really could. But curious. Yeah, to so I, I guess I, I'm realizing this now um, that I picked two Browns players for the players of the year. Miles Garrett. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I picked Miles Garrett. Um, I think it's a pretty safe pick. He's. It's, I could see 20 sacks. Yeah, really like he speaks stay for healthy. himself. Yeah. He stays healthy. I think they've improved the other sides of that pass rush too where it's not like, oh, we can triple team him. Like, mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and so I've got Miles Garrett. I really honestly – I don't think that both of them are going to win and miss the playoffs. Like that would be insanity. Oh, for um, sure. But I didn't, I didn't think that far around the picks. So I'm more confident Miles Garrett picked than Nick Chubb, but I'll, I'll stick yeah. with Nick Chubb. Um, okay. Offensive rookie of the year. I'm taking Jameer Gibbs. I think he's just going to get the ball. I know Bijan's the popular pick, but I yeah. wouldn't be shocked if Jameer Gibbs has like a thousand receiving yards and a thousand rushing yards. Like I, he's just, I think it just sounds like the word out of camp is they're going to give him the ball every other play. Uh, hey, I, I can't argue with that. Um, I get wary of running backs, to be honest. I know it's like, it's pretty common for them to get the running back of the award, but like Bishop Sankey for some reason, just a, a nightmare for me. I bought in all the hype for fantasy, like Gibbs, you know, it's all the muse, this guy, and nobody probably even knows who Bishop Sankey Bishop is Sankey, anymore. That's a blast from the past. Yeah, I took him in the fifth round. That was a mistake. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Anthony Richardson. I'm going to go quarterback, and like I said before, the system he's in, it should produce a lot of numbers. And if those turn into rushing, I mean, we see how people view fields. Guys, basically a running back hasn't even established himself in the passer. And they think he's in the top, you know, 10 quarterbacks of the league. We talk to some people. So if Anthony Richardson is anywhere around that level, which I, I think he is, he projects to be. Um, he's my offense rookie of the year. All right. Defense rookie of the year. I'm just going to go straight out with it. Just taking the favorite Jalen Carter. Like mm. I think he's a beast, man. Like uh, I don't know how the Eagles got him at like pick eight or nine, whatever that was. Like I, that's just, what a st- that's a classic. How did Howie Long pull that off? Like it's just that moment. Like, yep, yeah. The Eagles kind of. I- I'm going to be honest with you. Kind of usually take the players. I feel like I would just take. <laughs> like they're yeah. like, oh, like this is 
best available. Like, why wouldn't they just oh, – okay, and you kind of talk yourself into why a team took a player. But even, like, they went out and got Miles Jack for cheap last year. They're like, oh, we need defense help. Let's get Sue and Linval Joseph. Like, they're not afraid to shy away from guys you know can play. Um, yeah. That's scheme fit. But, yeah, I'm going to go – defense is tough because I think if it's not Jalen Carter, someone is really going to have to step it up and just – come yeah. and shock me and I think that might be Brian Branch because I always think of the Lions I think of they're very minimal in terms of, like they added a safety in Chauncey Gardner Johnson but I think Brian Branch could play a lot in the box he was my number two pick Tackles. yeah so yeah. um we'll go with him defense yeah. player of the year that rounds it out and uh all we got left now um we're gonna dive into our week one slate and then we'll uh, we'll kind of go rapid fire on this one um, okay. And then we'll do our fancy frenzy draft as well. We'll explain that um, when it gets to it. But to start us off, who you got on Thursday? Lions in Kansas City. Who you got? Yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs all the way. Yeah, no Travis Kelsey uh, and no Chris Jones. I'm taking the Lions to shock the world. Just changed that pick today, though. I had the Chiefs before Kelsey was questionable. Um, okay. okay. Bengals going into Cleveland. Who you got? Going into Cleveland. It, it makes it interesting, so I'm actually going to take Cleveland here. Wow. Um, I'm All right. Yeah, I'm riding. I'm riding with the Bengals. I'm just. I'm not. It's week one, dude. I think week one was statistically our worst picked uh, week last year too, because you just you don't know. Um, yeah. But Ravens Texans. Do we need to talk about it? I don't think so. No. Yeah. <laughs> Shocks back. Um, Vikings uh, are at home against the Buccaneers. Vikings for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Should be track uh, meet. Panthers at Falcons. I'm taking Carolina. Desmond I'm Ritter's. Falcons. Yeah, I figured you would. You're high on yeah. that. I'm going to take Carolina. I'm just, I think Bryce Young comes out, surprises some people. Wouldn't be shocked. This, this was a kind of a 50 50 game for me. Uh, Cardinals at Commanders. Dude, I don't genuinely think I'll pick the Cardinals one time this entire season. Like, I'm, I'm taking the Commanders. Here. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely going with Commanders. Um, Jaguars at Colts. You're a little high on the Colts. I'm taking the Jags, obviously, but who you got? Take the Jags as well. I don't think the Colts get it week one. 49ers at Steelers. Oof, Steelers need it. Interesting. They're going to project the way I think they, they need this one. Interesting. I'm going to ride with the 49ers. Um, just the popular pick. I wouldn't be shy. I had the Steelers written down, though, and I kind of I changed it last second. Um, just – Defense will cause problems for young Kenny Pickett. But uh, Titans at Saints. I'm taking the Saints. Obviously, I'm high on them in the division. I think these are the kind of games that they're going to end up winning, especially at home. I'm going to take the Titans. I'm going to take Brable and his. Yeah, he wouldn't shot. cooking down there. All right. So here's where it gets to some real garbage Raiders at Broncos. <laughs> Broncos. Yeah, me too, man. Um, Trust in Sean Payton, I guess, but man, I, yeah, I'm not watching. It'll be a short leash this year. Uh, Eagles at Patriots. I'm taking Philly. I love the Patriots defense, but yeah, yeah, not taking. It does feel like it does feel like a Belichick type, like oh, playing the Super Bowl, you know, defending. It feels like a trap. I feel like I'm gonna look back and be like, I knew it, but I'm still gonna take the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, Rams at Seahawks. I'm not hesitating. In Seattle, I'm taking the Seahawks. I just don't bet against them at home. Uh-huh. Dolphins at Chargers. I'm rolling with the Chargers. As I said, I'm pretty low on the Dolphins. My hot take of the year is the Dolphins win by 
like six or seven games. But that's uh, fair. I'm going to go the reverse because I actually, I don't like the Chargers. Max, uh, that's, that's fair. That's uh, fair. Uh, yeah. Packers at Bears. I'm not even asking. Cowboys at Giants on Sunday Night Football. I've got the Giants. That's a Thanks, good Sunday Night Football. Well, I, I want to see Cowboys fans kind of meltdown. So please, Giants. <laughs> And then Shot. Bills at Jets on Monday night. This is an incredible Sunday Monday night slate yeah. for week one. Who you got? At Jets, I actually think it's going to be a repeat. Rodgers never does good week one for some odd reason. And the Bills, they were just bringing pressure week one. I feel like that's kind of the, the way to go, get teams kind of off their game as they're trying to feel themselves out. They still got Von Miller, as old as he may be. So, Bills. Yep, I'm taking the Bills too. Um so that's that. We'll go through those selections again. We'll recap the week, give you guys how we do, keep track of it as we go. Um, but now we're going to dive in. We'll do this final couple minutes of the show here, wrap it up. Fantasy Frenzy. It's a game we've created. Um, you can't draft the same player two weeks in a row. I'll let Christian take the first pick this year. But basically, we filled the team of a quarterback, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, a kicker, and a defense. Um, and no player can be drafted two weeks in a row. Rules are subject to change. We're trying to find a way to make this a little, a little more sweaty, a little tryhards. We might just, you know, say a player can only be selected twice a little year. Uh, feel free to send in suggestions. But for week one, the slate's wide open. We'll have the updated rules um, in week two. But uh, for week one, it shouldn't affect whatever rule change we make from last year. Should not affect uh, the slate. So I'll give you the first overall pick. Um, and actually, traditionally, it's always been. Travis Kelsey, but that's not going to be an option. This I was thinking that, you know, usually I was slotting in Travis Kelsey, but I've had, I've been thinking a lot about this all day because right now it's Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson. And none of these matchups are like screaming to me. I mean, I, I think maybe Jamar Chase on Denzel Ward I don't love. So I'm just going to take Tyreek Hill. He's always solid for me when I have him on my fantasy rosters. Yeah. 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 Personal favorite. There's that. You always take Tyree Kill, bro. I, I yeah. do swear. Um, all right. I'm gonna follow that up. I'm gonna follow that up with let me look at these matchups, play this back. Yeah, dude, Bucks at Vikings. I'm taking Justin Jefferson and not really thinking twice about it. He lit it up last year against the Packers in week one. Like I I wouldn't be surprised if he gets off to a two hundred yard start. Like <laughs> who's who's stopping him on that Bucks defense, man? No, it's they got yeah, just kind of a whatever there. Um, I'm gonna go with Jamar Chase then, and just yeah, walk fair enough. Receivers should be very, cool. very fair. Um, I'm gonna follow up my receiver selection. I guess I don't. Eh, well, yeah, that's that's tough. Week one's a little tough because you don't you don't always know for sure. You really don't. Right. Um, but I'm actually gonna go. I'm going to go Garrett Wilson. I think Sunday night football with Rodgers, new quarterback, new system. The guy had 1,700 receiving yards last year. Me out there at quarterback. Like, the dude's a stud. Um, So, I'll roll with Garrett Wilson as my uh, wide receiver, too. No, it's it's always a good selection. I mean, offense rookie of the year. He's only going to improve. I wanted to – I'm just – nah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to just – Max out receiver. We'll go Devonta Adams. Mm, wow, I have a confession to make. I don't have Devonta Adams in a single fantasy league this year. Aren't, yes. they, aren't they rolling with Jared Stidham? Jimmy, they got Jimmy. Oh, G. they got Jimmy G. I forgot about yeah. it. 
But, you know, we'll see. It's the, He's always kind of a lock in terms of a high floor. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to go – I'm going to sw- switch it over to running back here. And this is where things – do running back picks, especially early in the year when you don't know, like, who's going to get used a lot, are so, so, like, tough. Um, right. But I'm going to I'm gonna roll with Austin Eckler against the Dolphins. I think the way that they run that defense, he's – I just think that – He's just going to catch a lot of passes. And for those who don't know, we do full full point PPR for this um, format. So I think he's just a matchup nightmare against linebackers and man coverage. So I'm going to go Austin Eckler with my RB. All right. All right. Uh, this might be interesting to do, but it's week one, so I feel like Arthur Smith will definitely commit to it. I'm going to take the rookie Bijan Robinson. That is a crazy pick. I'm not going to lie. Week yeah. one. Yeah. I know. But I get know, it if it's a. He pops you know, off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's dicey. I'll tell you that. That is that is a crazy pick. I want to follow up Austin Eckler with somebody else who I think is kind of getting slept on this year. Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm torn between two guys. Torn between two guys. I've already made my case for Nick Chubb, but. Um, I'm torn between him and somebody else. Uh, I guess I'll roll with Nick Chubb. I think that they're going to run the ball a lot just to settle in Watson. Um, and I'll, if you don't take the guy I'm thinking of, I will uh explain later, but go ahead. Um, I think the guy you're thinking of might be Tony Pollard. No, it actually wasn't. I'm pretty high on him this year. Yeah, I'm really on him as well. I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey. Ah, if. Bijan Robinson busts. Hopefully, McCaffrey can make up for it with PPR points. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right, I'm gonna grab my because I'm gonna gonna go receiver, and you've already got your flex, so I have no need to push it. Um, I'm gonna grab Darren Waller here because oh. <laughs> with the absence of um, Travis Kelsey, I just think he's the I didn't like. I'm just very high on him. I have him a lot of my leagues. I think he's gonna be rock solid this year. He's, like and they're on Sunday night football against the Giants. Like he's gonna be a big part of the game plan. Like I'm I'm excited. Uh, no, it's, it's a good pick. <laughs> he's so upset. I'm I am not sure. All the better tight ends available are questionable. And I mean questionable, it is truly 50-50. I think the only guy it seems it's trending will play is TJ Hawkinson. I don't love taking Travis Kelsey on a – I mean, he plays in two days, and that injury just happened. I'll take Travis – yeah, I'm going to take TJ Hawkinson. Solid pick. He was my second option without Kelsey there. Um, and I'm pretty high on him this year too for yeah. the rest of the year. But um, I'm going to go QB here, um, and I'm kind of torn a, a little bit. I'm a little bit torn. Um, but the, I think the safe option is Jalen Hurts. Mm. I know he's got that. I know he's got that matchup against the Belichick defense, but um, they're. I, I just think the rushing upside is too high. Like I, I, re, I really do. Um, and I'd love to pick Fields, but I'm not picking him when he's playing against the Packers. I refuse. So, um, Jalen Hurts, QB. Yeah, I'll take Mahomes. Yeah, I would have done that if Patrick Kelsey yeah. was going to play. I don't oh, think he's. Going to 
Um, all right, I'll grab my uh, defense here. Let me just scan these matchups really quick. I'm actually tempted to take the commanders. I'm not even, not, not even oh, going on. Trust me, they're up on my list. Yeah, like it's it's there. It's that bad it's of a matchup. Nice, uh, but I, I, uh, you know, you know, um, scan these matchups. Yeah, I think I will. I will take the commanders. It looks like the most intriguing um, team playing a horrible offense. So, um, you know, I would take guys like – I would take the Jets, but they're playing the Bills this week, and the Cowboys are playing the Giants from high on. So, yeah. I yeah. got the Ravens. Yeah. They, they got Stroud, and, you know, yeah. they find my opinions out on Stroud. I think it's going to be a disaster for him week one. Uh, I'm going to grab Graham Gano. My kicker. <laughs> my boy. Uh, long time listeners of the show know that the uh the this and this and snout wow nostalgia behind that pick. But uh yeah, Graham Gano is my kicker. Guess I'll get Justin Tucker. <laughs> you know, and some people are probably hearing that and like, why is he upset about that? You just you just have to be there. You, you just <laughs> you just have to be there. Graham Gano. Justin, he's been on leaks for years. I mean, I remember. Then, uh, sorry. sorry, I'm gonna close out my flex spot with Calvin Ridley um, as my wider as my flex. A little bit risky. Could go with a bigger name, but dude, I'm so high on Calvin Ridley this year, and I think he's, I, I I think he's, I think he's gonna be a freaking stud. One of the best moves I've ever seen out of a GM from the Jaguars in the middle of an up season for them casually solving their biggest roster question mark and just be like, yeah, we'll get him back next year. And then like, it's, oh man, he's going to be a stud. So I've got Hertz, Eckler, Chubb, Jefferson, Wilson, Waller, Ridley, Gano, and the commanders. You've got Mahomes, Bajan, CMC, Tyreek Hill, Jamar, TJ Hawkinson, Devontae Adams, Tucker, and the Ravens defense. Um, And that's going to wrap our first episode back. So thank you guys for listening. Any closing uh, closing takes? No, honestly, just happy to be back at it. This yeah. is it's yeah. good to be back, and we'll keep pushing out content, getting stuff for out there for you guys. But be sure to check us out on TikTok and Twitter, um, and then um, we'll be back on Monday recapping Week One and looking forward to Week Two, talking storylines, talking schematics. But other than that, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next week.